Howdy, friends, and welcome to the Alt Country Show. I'm Emily Smith, excited for the return of this podcast. Things are a little bit different this time. I'm going to be doing an interview today. On the show, I've got Liv and Van Plating. If you don't know those names, you will. Liv recently dropped her debut full length, which I've been listening to nonstop, and Van Plating produced the album, which was her debut as a producer. We'll talk about the album, a new single featuring Liv that dropped on Friday, and Van Plating's upcoming full length, which is coming out this September, and features some very cool guests, including a member of The Birds. Yes, you heard correctly. We'll talk all about it on the show today. If you're new to the Alt Country Show, welcome. This is episode one, and I'm glad you're here. If you're an old fan of the show who's been listening for years, you're probably confused. And no, this isn't really episode one. I've been doing this show since 2007, every single week since it started. I did not miss one week in the 15 plus years that I did this show. So when the company I worked for abruptly went out of business during the pandemic and I lost this show, I lost a big part of me. My taste in music grew and changed because of this show. My appreciation for true artistry and people who are making music because they love it and because they have to get it out of them. As much as I've taught the listeners and shared with the listeners over the years, I've learned with this show as well. With this new iteration, the show's growing too, it's changing. I used to do strictly playlist podcasts where I would talk about the artists, introduce you to them, tell you what I thought about them, and I'm still gonna keep doing that. But I'm also gonna include interview episodes like today's. You can keep up with everything that's going on at altcountryshow.com. I've got a lot planned, and I hope you'll join me for all of it. For the inaugural episode, I intentionally chose Van Plating and Liv because I believe in serendipity and fate. And Van Plating came into my life through Twitter. We interacted on a post, nothing to do with music, became Twitter friends, and found out we had a lot of really crazy connections, which we'll talk about during the show today. Liv and Van met in a similar way and made this incredible album, Young, Dumb, and In Love, which dropped this past November. It was recorded in my hometown of Lakeland, Florida at Van's home studio, which I've had the privilege of checking out. It's pretty badass. Her house is so artsy and cool and just so her, and the studio is this gorgeous red room that I know is going to keep producing amazing albums for years to come, including the one she's working on right now called Orange Blossom Child. We'll talk about that. I want the interview episodes of this show to be just friends hanging out, and we're all a part of it. And that means I want to keep this conversation going. I want to keep checking in with Van and Liv and their upcoming projects, and I want to do that with all the artists that I have on the show so we can all get to know them and I'll be friends. All right, you guys didn't come to hear me blab on, though I'll blab some more at the end about the Alt Country Show and what we have coming up. Uh, Right now, we're going to jump right into this conversation with Liv and Van Plating. (laughs) 
So I'm here with Liv and Van, and uh, we all sort of know each other. Just before you got on, Van, Liv and I were talking, and she was asking where my parents were located, and I said, they live in oh, Lakeland. Yeah. yeah. She said, what? They do? And I was like, yeah. I said, we'll save that for the podcast. So yes. the way I met Van was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember what the post was. You said something about Florida Southern College, and I was like, it, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember. Went there. Yeah, I remember it was because I don't remember what the prompt post was that I like saw. It was something that I saw Florida Southern, and then I posted that I had a really cool uh, New Testament teacher there that taught like feminist hermeneutics. And you commented, you were like, "What? That existed in Lakeland? That sounds <laughs> not right," you know. And that was, yeah. and I, you know, didn't know you were in music or. It was completely random. Yeah, it was totally random. random. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, you play music. And then we found out that my like high school best friend was really good friends with Van and her husband. Yeah. And wild. Like helped her on her wedding day. And yeah, (laughs) that is so crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, So we were like, oh, random. And then we met up when I went to Lakeland and we've hung out since then. So almost a year ago, GMF. Yeah. Can you believe that's oh been gosh. almost a year? I can't believe it's been a year. Me either. Right. And I got to go yeah. to your cool house and see the red room where you guys mm-hmm. recorded Young, Dumb, and In Love, which mm-hmm. I want to hear your background story. I know a little bit of it, but how did you two meet? <laughs> uh, through a couple of dysfunctional relationships. <laughs> that's, <Okay>. a, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Um, <laughs> We knew some, anymore. <laughs> yes, we, we knew some mutual people. Yeah, we knew and, some mutual people. Um, it just kind of like there's a trickle down effect, and Van and I became internet friends yep. through these mutual people. And then um we, my mom was like, Hey, let's have a music festival. And mm-hmm. then we were like, let's invite Van because she seems cool. And I so, love, like, I you love have a farm <laughs> with like a lot of land, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, we are connected through, you know, some other. There were other like mutual songwriting friends that kind of everybody was sort of connected. And Liv and her family had connected with a couple of those people, mm-hmm. and I was connected with those people, and it was all sort of like. And then they invited me to come to the farm, and I'd never met them, but it seemed great. Yeah, and we just so, hit it off instantly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And then, so your album, Young, Dumb, and In Love came out in November yeah. and I, you know, have been on a podcast hiatus. I'm finally back. And I was like, this is going to be my first podcast back because I wanted what to talk honor. to you about. I was just yeah, about to so say. <laughs> I've been saving it. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> yay, we're back. But uh, I wanted to talk to you about the album because I love it so much. And I love that you two collaborated on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of the songwriting credits you share on it. Mm-hmm. Um, did you go into the studio with Van? I should tell everyone that Van produced the album yeah. um, <laughs> at her home studio, yes, which is did. super cool. Um, did you go into it with a lot of the songs already written? Did you guys co-write in the studio? How did that work out? Well, she had the lyrical content mostly. You, why don't you talk about the, I loved how you said word sketches. That has stuck in yeah. my mind because you had, you had some melodies and some, you know, yeah, I I mean, I think about like half of the songs were pretty much 
written in terms of lyrically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had some of the melody in my head and then I brought the word sketches to Van mm-hmm. and she put the body to them and we like worked mm-hmm. together to figure out what would sound cool and what direction we wanted to go in. And then the other half of them were formulated after we knew yeah. that we were going to record. Yeah. And that was, it was a very interesting process. Yeah, it was really cool. Something that's amazing about Liv is she's this combination of incredibly talented and a deep thinker, you know, so her, her, her wordsmithing is just naturally like, she's not going to bring something to a co-write that's like, you know, everything is just really, really rich with her and her storytelling. And she, she, so she's got that going. And then she's also really, really open as a collaborator. So like if she, for instance, um, the mistake was one, uh, we didn't end up using all the verses uh, for that. Not just simply because the way the song felt as a tight unit for what we were doing was like perfect, but it was finding the hook, you know? So she was really open to me saying like, if she's singing the melody, and I hear something, I'm like, hold on, stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to speed that up or slow it down. But mm-hmm. it was a mistake. We sped it up. And then I started riffing these bar chords because I feel like a badass anytime I play bar chords. <laughs> and so I started playing these bar chords and I was like, you know, all right, speed it up. Here's your, here's your tempo. Mm-hmm. Cut your hair and away no, you hate. And then by the time you get to that, uh, like where the line goes up, then we knew, okay, uh, Sam crazy you know that had to be the hook I was like that has to be and I started yelling like I am now this is what I'm like yeah. when we're writing I just start like and waving like, my arms up for some reason I like start like, waving my you? arms and I'm yelling and Olivia's like what what you know it's like no that's the hook sing it you know right that's yeah, yeah. in sing the kitchen it. <laughs> sing it. that's amazing you know and uh and and that's had so we found the hook and then built the song outward you know and the other thing around this that that me and I'm sure we'll get to this more later but as my first time being the producer without anyone assisting I really really wanted to take that opportunity you know by the horns and frame the entire record around her voice not just her physical voice and her musical voice, but like who she is and work outward instead of slapping some scratch tracks down and just doing drums, bass, blah, 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 blah. I wanted to work around her because I've never had anyone do that for me. I've never had anyone even know how to do that because that's not really standard procedure, you know? Right. No, you really brought out her. I mean, I, I've never, we're, we're internet friends as well. And yeah. Liv and I introduced her. We're like, whoa, it's like, you're real. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, you know, I've listened to the album quite a few times and I feel like I know you from the album. So that's yeah, that's awkward for me because I'm like, I, I read your diary and now we're like meeting. <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, it's also like, it's a testament to your production and pulling that out of her because it's like talking to your friend or like your best friend, like yeah. you're, you get so much out of the lyrics and the way it was displayed and like on the mistake I don't know the word like skronky keeps coming to mind or like it's like gritty it's just such a like yeah dirty like get down <laughs> it's song. raunchy, that song. It it's raunchy. raunchy there you go <laughs> it's a raunchy song and like, that's I would all be her that is her right that, there you know 
Oh, she's my so God. cuddly. God, I love seeing yeah. it. <laughs> at, at your age specifically it would have been hard for me to like lay right. that all around the table and you did and it was amazing I got really lucky I have a really good group of people who are like constantly supporting me and that a lot of that is because of Van um I, I was really scared of that song because I I wrote it I didn't know I was going to record it and then when I found out I was recording with Van I didn't know her very well. I had met her one time and I was afraid to drop the F-bomb and all of its connotations. And uh, I sent it to Van and Van was like, Olivia, if we don't record this, it's doing you, a, it, it's unjust to you. Like, this is what you're trying to communicate. We have to record it. Right. So it's a it's a very honest song, even though it has nothing to do with any of my own personal experiences. It's just that's the feeling. Yeah, I got very yeah. lucky. It's yeah, well, you were I mean, also brave. You know, beyond just being lucky to have a support system, you had to be brave enough to even like. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's a pretty boss move to even write those lines down in the first place, let alone sing them even by yourself. You know, so. Like, don't give everybody else too much credit because you guys are gonna make me cry. I'm like flushing <laughs> over. I'm flushing hey, over right here. You're being too nice. I didn't even I, I didn't even write a cussing song till after I worked with you. So there you go. I mean, <laughs> it seems like you guys are both bringing each other out of your shells. You talked about all the people that you have around you, um, and I mean, I see it through the interwebs it's like you all are tied into Nashville but you're not in Nashville yeah, you have right. friends in Nashville and then right. just kind of people here and there all over that mm -hmm. have come together and a lot of them were on this album you had some big names mm -hmm. Mia Byrne Adeem the artist Will Payne mm -hmm. Harrison yeah. uh how did that all come together and that was all remote nobody they didn't come in the studio how did that mm -hmm. go Twitter that <laughs> it was Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> it was you know Liv, how did, hold on, I'm thinking, how did that happen? I mean, I know how it happened. I know I asked them to play and they did, but well, I'm trying to think. It uh, started with, it started with Nathan because we, we had just finished recording a scratch vocal take for Lemon and we were mm -hmm. listening back to it and Van mentioned something about how it would sound cool if there was a different tone and oh, yeah, we started yeah, yeah. thinking about guys that she knew who had kind of unique voices and we played a few people on her speaker in the kitchen over like a cup of coffee I think yeah and we heard Nathan and looked at each other and like we, we just knew yeah. that it was going to be Nathan uh and then Van asked him and he said yes um Hey You, which has Will and Mia and Adeem on it. I, I'm i trying to remember how that one came. That, well, uh, I remember. So that one, so, okay, all of those folks that were mentioning, either I had known through uh, Nashville connections that I made through, like, sharing PR with people. You know, Nathan and I used the same publicist uh for a couple of years and that's kind of how we met in fact I didn't even think Nathan liked me the first time I met him in person <laughs> like I thought he hated my guts but then like he kept showing up and so we kept hanging out and 
it was actually really fun. I was like, got to the end of Americana Fest week that year. And I was like, oh, we're friends. That's cool. Um, but he's great. He's such a great musician. If you've never seen him live, you should totally go see him play. Uh, if he's ever out in Tulsa, he needs to get out there. Yeah, everybody's great out there. Come on. Everybody does. <laughs> Me too. Um, anyway, so Nathan, I met through Sweetheart. Uh, Will, I met through a festival in Orlando that Mike Dunn, do you know Mike Dunn from Orlando? Yeah. So he used to put on this songwriters festival, a little really nice uh, curated festival at Will's Pub and Little Indies and in the parking lot. Uh, and it was called Folk Yeah. Um, and Will played the same year I played, which would have been November of 2019. Mm. But we didn't meet there. We ended up connected through like an online group somehow that was connected to Folk Yeah. And we became friends then. Um, so I've been friends with him the longest of everybody. And he's just, he's one of my best friends. Um, Mia, I met through Americana Fest in 20, 20, the year that I, 2021. Uh, she guested on Aaron Lee Tashin's showcase because um, he was producing her album and she came out. Sweetest, if you've ever met Mia, she's got the kindest, softest demeanor, walks out just cute as can be plugs in the guitar, everything gets set on fire, basically, like she's just shredding, just crazy shredding, incredible performance with the, just the most beautiful heart behind it. And that's just who she is. And then she unplugged and walked off. And that was how I met her was through Americana Fest. Um, and, you know, and on down the line, Adim, we were supposed to play some shows together in Florida. And so we got hooked together and it was just a group text between artists. We were talking about playing some shows. I feel like Leon Meitzen might've been in, in the mix on that. Mm. And then we just never, the pandemic happened and we never ended up playing shows together, but we stayed kind of connected through socials. And so that's how all those people had been connected. And so when we were thinking through, this story is taking me forever to talk. Sorry. Yeah, it's not. Um, <laughs> when, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm when invested. We, I'd shut so you off if it was boring. We're, we're thinking, we're thinking through, you know, uh, who for each song. And I really wanted, uh, for the color parts on, Hey, you, there's only one person I know who can do George Harrison circa 1969. <laughs> and that's Mia Byrne. And I was like, I texted Mia and I said, Hey, I have this song. It's got about 12 chords in it. it I want it to sound like, you know, 1969, 1970. Can you send me like three different parts? I used all three parts because they're so good. Amazing. Before we even had drums in, she yeah. was the one who helped set the tone for the rest of the song. And because of her guitar playing, the drums knew where to go, the bass knew where to go, like all of that, uh, you know. Um, and then Adim and Will both sang on it um, to bring some fun, you know, a bit of fun into it. And Adim is great at that. And so is Will. <laughs> um, yeah. So it just happened, you know, and we're just in touch with all those folks through Twitter all the time because yeah. we're all on it way more than we should be. Um, <laughs> but it's great. Um, it's great. Yeah. And a couple of them have done some big things since this album. Uh, Mia signed yes. to Kill Rock Stars, right? A yes. Out, an album that went crazy yep. <laughs> yes. everywhere. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Kind of kind of cool times amazing that you got them when you got them on your album and also says a lot about where your careers might be headed. I know 
Van, you're working on a new album right now. Yes, I am. Orange Blossom Child. We'll get back to mm-hmm. that in a minute, but I, I was going to ask a couple more questions talking about Young, Dumb, and In Love Live. A lot of the storytelling in uh, across the album uh, seems very personal. Are there any specific songs that have reached maybe who they were about? And have you gotten <laughs> any feedback from that? Any of the, the loves? <laughs> oh my God, this is the best question anyone has asked me. Uh, <laughs> let me think about this chronologically. Oh my God, this is, you have no idea. There's so much tea behind this. Um, I, yes, I like tea. <laughs> the, tea. the short answer is yes. Um, half of them got to the people that they were about. Wow. Uh, the other half I wrote not about my own experiences, but about experiences my friends were having. And I'm not a hundred percent sure if those songs reached the people they were originally about but they did reach the people they became about if that makes any Ah, sense okay yeah (laughs) um also I did have a lot of uh ex-boyfriends come out from their graveyard (laughs) and check on my social media when like a new song would come out and then they'd disappear again or they'd be stalking my mom's social media or my sister's social media. So it was an interesting period of time. Um, Did anyone actually reach out or just a lot of stalking and behind the scenes? There was one person who I was still in contact with who reached out. Well, I was kind of not in contact with them. I don't know. It was a weird situation. They did reach out and we talked about it a little bit and then we stopped talking for a while. So it was all in good, all in good fun. No one okay. got their feelings hurt. That's all that I know good. of. <laughs> <laughs> that you know of. Um, uh, you talked about the like festival that you put on at your farm. Is that mm-hmm. something that's going to be happening again this year? And yeah. in line with that, do you guys have other plans to tour or are there any shows you're playing this year to kind of get the word out about this album? I realize it came out in November, but <laughs> Well, you know, it's still, it needs to be toured. I feel like it needs to get out in the world. Van and I have talked about like the scheduling of release party things. And I have never had a formal release party. Like the first EP that I put out was during the pandemic. So I didn't get to sing those songs in front of anybody for the first time until the festival I met Van at, which was May of 2021. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. And that EP came out in November of 2020. So it was a pretty extended amount of time. I'm doing it again. Uh, The Young, Dumb and In Love came out in November and I'm having my album release party in May, which Van will be attending. We have not worked out all the details yet, but they will be forthcoming. And I have a couple shows up in the air. We're just finalizing some dates and details, but those will be on my website at some point, hopefully soon. I know you all hit up uh, Folk Alliance, Americana Fest, (laughs) South by Southwest last year. Are those on your radar this year? Will you be back again at some of those? Well, Folk Alliance is like next week. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we both separately had decided, well, since I'm recording, I, I just, Focus I can't, that. I just, can't. 
I just can't. Folk Alliance is like the Iron Man of being an Americana musician. Yeah. Like you're up like 20 of 24 hours in the day if you're going to do it and like mm-hmm. actually be able to network and, and meet people because the, the late night showcases are the ones that people actually like where you'll where you'll meet other people in the industry yeah. you know um so you're gonna be up till 4 a.m like every night and that's it's just part of the ride and it's awesome and i highly recommend people do it i mean we met we met dave messias uh from 30 yeah. tigers because we happen to be a folk alliance you know uh in the middle of the night at the hotel bar <laughs> with everybody else you know yeah. and you know he's from lakeland right Emily. No. Yes. He's from Brooklyn. Liv introduced me to him. Yeah. Like grew up there? Oh yeah. Well we're talking to uh uh Jeff Fazano. We were were talking to Jeff Fazano and then and then I forget how whiskey. Yeah. I forget how everything happened, but all of a sudden I just started having a conversation about funk music with this man. And then uh, I was there for two hours because the conversation was so great and wound up finding out that he was from Lakeland. And then I was like, oh, Van, did you know David's from Lakeland? And that was the beginning of a an entirely different conversation. It was so crazy. It was it's so such funny. a small world, especially mm-hmm. within the music I was industry. Like, I was like, you are not from Lakeland. He was like, I sure am. Yes, I am. <laughs> he, you know, I forget I won't say what street it was, but you know, it's right. You know exactly where the house was. I was like, what? Yeah. No. That's so, so crazy. I had no idea. We bonded over Polk Countyisms and all that stuff. It was, it was very Florida time for a little while. Yeah. Everyone around us was like, whoa, what is going on? <laughs> Florida is here. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it always blows my mind how everybody is connected in some weird way. Yeah, um, it's a really right, big, so small world. It's it a very big, small world. Yeah, it's so bizarre in the music world. Um, yeah. I was that, uh, you know, so you're going to do May is going to be your album release show mm-hmm. and a uh, little bit of a festival out at your farm. Yep. And Muriel will be there. Muriel will be there. She might even sing. If oh, we that get would lucky. be amazing. What kind of, <laughs> what is Muriel? She like what is type of... a Scottish Highland cow. Scottish Highland cow. Yeah. I knew it yeah. was a type of cow. I wasn't sure. Just for the listeners to know. You can look up Muriel on TikTok. She's TikTok yeah, famous. She is yeah, that's famous. <laughs> that's <laughs> um, so that's on the horizon. And then also very, like, this will probably air on Monday is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But on this Friday, we're recording this on Wednesday, you have a single coming out with Squeeze Mason. Yeah. And they're from Canada, Montreal. Is that They correct? are from Montreal, Canada. Yes. And the single's called Titan. The single is uh, called How did Titan. you get connected with them? And how did this all come about? That's a fun one, too. So I went up to university in Montreal. And while I was in, I lived in a an old nunnery which was kind of a cool building (laughs) also really weird because we had dead nuns in our basement which you could walk to from the cafeteria it's kind of a side note but on halloween 
like they would turn all the lights off and you could take a tour through the the graveyard of all the nuns nice yeah I was sick and then people would be really terrifying and hide in elevators and stairwells dressed up as nuns and jump out at you um so it was, it was a good time but <laughs> I was <laughs> I was up at university I was in my dorm building and there were these two guys upstairs they were twins so obviously everyone was fascinated by them because they had this like long glorious hair and they were from the Yukon and they were twins and they played instruments and so every I would like go up every once in a while and just walk up and down the hall to hear them play and then one time they actually invited me in I just sat there watching these two guys in their dorm room playing like the drums and the piano and didn't think anything of it um and then in when the pandemic hit this guy named Dexter started following me on Instagram and I found out that he was making music with the twins, Gary and Ted. And they asked if I would be interested in recording a song with them because I had just had my EP come out. And I said, yes, but we had no idea when it would happen because the pandemic was still pretty crazy and the border was closed. So a year and a half later, I finally got back up to Montreal and I messaged them thinking like, there's no way that they saved this song, but they did. And so we got together and we recorded Rochelle and we worked so well together that we recorded a bunch more and we'll probably also make more music now. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited. This is the fourth one we've recorded and the third one will release. So it's that's the coolest. So you're yeah, a featured artist. Cool. You're not a member of the band officially, but you're no, I'm not a okay. member of the band officially, but we work together a lot and we have a really good time. And a lot of the stuff that we've done has been co-writes. It's all collaboration. They're just a really good group of people. I'm super happy to get to work with them because they're they're a lot of fun. That's awesome. And uh, mm -hmm. so and by the time this airs, that album or that track will be out. So mm -hmm. for the listeners, Woo! go check out Titan from Squeeze Mason featuring Liv. Yeah, um, great song. I'm Thank looking you. forward <laughs> to the release. Van, I know you're working on a new album. Your previous album, The Way Down, came out November 2021. Yes. So it'll be almost two years. Yeah. It doesn't feel that long ago. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Crazy to me. I I feel like yeah. everything since the pandemic has been a time warp. So my yeah, it's like everything's so off for me. But for God, sure. that doesn't feel like that long ago. So November twenty twenty one, new album is coming out September twenty twenty three. You're working on it now. Mm -hmm. um, I see all sorts of random instruments popping up on your Twitter. Yes, I saw cowball. Yes. I saw a tiny little tambourine. I feel yes. about. Um, slide guitar and I see the fiddle is out all the time which you know I love yes. um yes. you're my favorite fiddle player can you tell us oh, about thank you <laughs> I mean that Aww. you're just so phenomenal can you tell us about you know the album the concept behind it Orange Blossom Child which being from Florida I feel very connected to the title and what we have to look forward to in September um I know you're already getting some additional collaborators as well will live beyond the album give me the deets and no has she figured out how to use the interface yet i, I need her. to i need to play with it 
it's it's in my I have a feeling that she's supposed to come down for a visit I have a feeling I'm going to be the one engineering it when she goes down um but yes hopefully she's going to sing a little bit on something doesn't really matter what she's great slapper on anything it'll be awesome I'm so excited (laughs) yay Um, uh, okay so orange blossom child well yes I mean it is it's kind of fun isn't it making art that is what it sounds like it is it, it yeah. sort of alleviates the abstractions in some ways of, of talking about what it is about. Um, it is me, I, I feel like I'm at a place in my uh, creative career where I am no longer kind of trying to figure out what I'm good at or figure out where I fit or what I or, or, or what I, how I want to present myself to the world. I feel like now on this third album, you know, number one, I'm producing it myself. And so there's nobody filtering me this time. Uh, there's nobody, you know, and, and that's not like, I could never have done it myself before. You know, that's not like a slam at the people I've worked with before. They're awesome. Both producers I've worked with for my own stuff have been amazing in their own ways. Courtney Ballard, I learned so much from. Uh, Brian Elijah Smith, we collaborated a lot. And, you know, The Way Down is something I'm very proud of. So it's not that. It's just a natural progression of growth where, you know, I've stretched myself and I've also finally had time to tour on my work and have that interplay of what feels natural to me as a performer for more than just a day or two here and there, you know, like I've really been able to kind of test things out um, live in ways that I hadn't been previous to this because, you know, my last record was made during a pandemic and my record before that was made right before a pandemic. Uh, So Orange Blossom Child is very authentic to me. And what I've discovered about myself is that I'm very much a country type of singer. That might not be news to other people, but it took me a while, you know, to, to uncover that um, and really embrace it. And I started thinking, well, if this is my voice, you know, wouldn't it be amazing to make an album that really was sort of steeped in Florida, in, in the nostalgia of it, in the, the dark parts of it, in the, you know, so it's all about what it was like growing up in the 90s in Florida, um, you know, and then it goes even farther back than that. There's a song on it about my mother. Um, it's called Joel Called the Ravens. And it's, um, okay, the guy who's going to play drums on it played drums for Graham Parsons um, and the birds. And his name is John Cornell. And uh, oh, Gilded, Gilded, Gilded Palace of Sin came out the year my parents met. And um, the sound for that song is very much like that. I want it to sound kind of like that year, but now. So he'll be playing drums. It's going to have pedal steel. Um, Joe Newberry from North Carolina is playing claw hammer on it. Um, So there's more like there's sort of bluegrass veins, kind of veins would be a good way to put it. There's bluegrass veins kind of running through this album that's very much a country rock record. There's it's edgy. It's edgy like me and it's country like me. And I feel like with this record, when I, you know, go play live somewhere, right? And then people find my music online. What they're going to find online, they're going to be like, oh, that's that's who I just saw. You know, that's that messy haired 
rough around the edges, but somehow still soft and tender cowgirl I just saw. Mm -hmm. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like me. Uh, And that's really, really exciting. I love the Graham Parsons connection. We keep talking about Lakeland for the listeners that don't know. Graham Parsons is from Winter Haven, which is like, I mean, Lakeland and Winter Haven are right there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's incredible. How did that connection come about? So did he plays at Hillcrest every Friday with a whole band. And like, I had not made the connection that that's who he was. Uh, until maybe a year ago, uh, Haven Magazine, which is a really good, it's a beautiful magazine. Uh, they're based in Winter Haven. Um, they had featured me last May and uh, I had kind of started diving more into what they were doing. And they did a whole deep dive into music from Florida, uh, specifically centered around like Graham Parsons Dairy Down, which is the venue that they've, they've put together uh, in Graham's honor in Winter Haven. And so they got all these different people from all over Nashville people, you know, um, I believe that they interviewed Polly Parsons, uh, which is Graham Parsons daughter for it. So there's all this stuff. And John was part of that because he was part of all of Graham's first bands. And then he had a career, you know, in California and then in Nashville after, after leaving Graham's band. And so, um, that's when I, I was reading this article, right? And then the, within the article, it starts talking about this guy, John Corneal. And then it mentioned that he played at Hillcrest. And it was like, my mind went, because there's this wonderful older gentleman with the most amazing sense of style. Like I want all of his jewelry, all of his bolos, his hat, <laughs> everything. I would copy the whole outfit. He's been playing at Hillcrest on Fridays for years, like years and years and years with a whole band in that little wow. coffee shop. And yeah. they sound so good. And I hadn't thought about that in a long time because it had been the pandemic. And I can remember when I was writing my first album in the church basement downtown, I would surface, go down to Hillcrest, walk down to Hillcrest to get some air, grab a coffee, and he'd be playing. And I was like, where did this guy come from? You know? Yeah. And then I wouldn't think about it again. And I'd leave. So I read that article and they're like, oh, yeah, he played with Graham. He played with Sweetheart of the Rodeo by the Birds. That's him. Oh, you know, like all that. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> so wow. right then and there, I was like, I, I didn't know at the time. This was probably last summer. I, I don't, I didn't know at the time that I'd be already full on recording this next album. And I just had this glimmer of a thought, how amazing would it be? He's still here. How amazing would it be to like honor him by bringing him in? You know, if he, it, I didn't know at the time if he was still playing, you know, or, or what. But I had just kind of thought like, man, that would be really cool to, to bring him in. And then fast forward a few months, I was talking with my uh, publisher. I have, I have a co-publisher for this album, and that's really exciting as well. Um, and we were talking about, you know, different ideas for having guests on. And he was like, is there anybody like, do you have any uh, connections with like the Skinner people or do the, you know, or all these different bands? And, I, and I'm thinking, I think I went, no, but. I think that I know, I think that I know someone from the Flying Burrito Brothers. And he goes, what? <laughs> and so I told him, he goes, well, why are you talking to me right now? Go find the man. <laughs> to play some music, you know? And so I went to his show at, at, uh, at Hillcrest a few weeks back, about a month ago. 
and just the sweetest guy ever. And I had met with his manager. Uh, I met with his manager before that, a Jean, who's just a wonderful person who does a lot for, he's involved with Main Street, Winter Haven, Emily, and like that whole revitalization thing right. that's happening. Uh, and he, and, uh, you know, so I met with him first and I was like, I, you know, I told him, I was like, I, I want to, I no longer want people to be confused about where I'm from. I want them to know, understand, and respect that, like, I'm from the Orange Blossom State. I sound like that. And by the way, there's a lot of really cool musicians who have come from here who have, like, changed the landscape of art. Yeah. Kind of a big deal, you know, and, like, bring that together and be more visible about it, you know. And so, anyway, I, I went to Hillcrest. There he was, resplendent in his hat with his seminal band that was handmade for him and his bolos and he's sitting outside and I sat down and said hello and he said you're Van aren't you I said yes yes I am he said well do you know any standards and I said what he said you're gonna sing I was like whoa I was just coming to say hi (laughs) I've been I like came up with so many excuses I'm like I've been in the studio I'm playing and he was like all right next next time you're playing I was like okay you know uh, and so we just talked a little bit and he said he wanted to get together for lunch. And so I had lunch with him on Tuesday uh, and three hours later, I mean, I could have listened to his stories all day long. Right. And he just is excited to talk about music and play music. He's still making albums, um, you know, so I'm hopefully recording with him next week. And then I love um, all these tie-ins because like I said, you're basically inventing a genre like Orange Blossom yeah, Country. I'm trying it's to. That. You are. And it's like the coolest thing to see being from Florida and knowing all the history there that's kind mm-hmm. of spread out and not grouped together as like right. its own scene. Right. Um, I feel like you've been kind of like an advocate for that. And I think that's so cool. I'm trying really hard. I'm trying really hard because I believe in these people. There's so many great, great artists from here and they deserve to you know, have their same little corner of the music world as anybody from the red dirt section of the world or anybody from Nashville. It's its own thing. Yeah, um, yeah I'm trying. That's fantastic. I'm not trying. Actually, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> you are doing it. You're both doing it. Uh, that was one of the reasons I wanted you to be on the podcast and be the first ones back because I respect women in music and I think Thank your you. collaboration and everything you two have done together and uh, Van, your story of, you know, taking a break from music mm-hmm. for a while and coming back mm-hmm. and going from, you know, essentially nothing to yep. producing 100%. <laughs> a phenomenal album and like doing it all yourself, like super DIY, but professional, incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's inspiring. So she it's killed an inspiring it. Story. Yeah, she killed it. <laughs> She yeah, has so much real. to be proud of. Seriously. Like it's, yeah. it is an honor to be her friend and then an honor to be her experiment. And I'm just, I'm really looking forward to see what Van does with the, well, I know what she's doing. Cause sometimes she sends me sneak peeks, but I'm really excited for her. <laughs> I, like, sometimes I do that. Yeah. I love it. And um, I mean, you just dropped an album live young, dumb and in love uh, in November but are there more songs you're working on? Is there another one brewing, another album? I, so it's funny because I got 
super excited after I finished this album. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready for the next one. I'm not ready for the next one. I have to like think about what I want to do because every single musical experience I've had thus far has been a little bit of an accident um, in the sense that I was not aware it was happening until like two weeks before it was. Mm-hmm. And I can give a backstory to that. Both times I recorded a piece of work, my mother, God bless her, uh, went behind my back and scheduled the recording sessions and like had it planned for months and didn't tell me until the opportune moment, which for Young, Dumb and In Love was when I came back from school and got dumped like the day I got back. Um, And I was just losing my mind because I thought everything was falling apart. And then my mom was like, we were going to give this to you at Christmas, but we're going to give it to you now because you need something to look forward to. Um, oh, your mom's the coolest. She's so cool. She's I so cool. I love that so much. <laughs> but so whatever I decide to do next, I would like to do with a little more intention. And so I really want to think about what that looks like and what I want to do. And I have decided to take a little bit of time to figure that out. I do have some side projects going on because I can't relax. (laughs) So I have, I'm going to the studio in February to record a song or two. And um, I don't know, it's the beginning of the year. We'll see. I'm very impulsive with this kind of stuff. I might be ready to start Uh. recording things. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) You've got time. You know, yeah. it's yeah. not, I hate the, you know, the, the music industry or the Spotify side of the music industry where it's like release, 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 release. Yeah. Because I don't think that that's how art is made. No. Like you said, right. you want to build something and do it with intention and do it the way you want to do it. So. Yeah. And, and I think it'll be a good thing to just like really think about, think about who I want to be because I, I feel like Young, Dumb, and In Love was such a great way to introduce people to mm-hmm. what I do and how I sound and what I like to write and what kind of like that album is who I am it's a very honest album there's no hiding it it is mm-hmm. a part of my life that will live in permanence which is really really cool the exciting part is because it's the first, that means there will be more and mm-hmm. my life will change. And mm-hmm. so I think my musical journey, kind of like what Van was saying, is is tied in with growth, which right. is which is really exciting. So I don't know where I'm going, but I know it's going to be really cool when I get there. It will be. And, I love yeah. that about both of you. You're not pi- pigeonholing yourself to one Mm-mm. specific thing, which as a true artist, there's so much to explore. So why do right. that to yourself? Right. So, you know, that's something right. that was artificially created by the music industry. You right. don't have to be one thing in this industry. Right. You can be many things and you can explore different parts of yourself. And I think yeah. that's right. something both of you have done beautifully. Uh, Life Fest, your EP, mm-hmm. is that the correct name? I'm yeah, trying to remember. It. That was a that while was good. back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I felt like that was more of like a grungy rock sound. And then mm-hmm. you put out this, you know, Americana country. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some, you know, alternative indie elements to it as well. Mm-hmm. But 
I thought that the sounds were very different and I think yeah um I like seeing the growth and I like seeing the changes and I want to keep watching and see what you guys do I'm excited Mm -hmm. I'm excited it's just it's a very exciting time to be making music because there are so many cool people who are in it for the right reasons Mm -hmm. like like Mm -hmm. van van has opened an entire world of like honesty and authenticity and support so it's 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 a good place to be uh to wrap things up i want to ask you guys where should people go find you on the line where's the best place to keep up with everything going on with you guys uh well uh instagram is a thing still i'm still doing that (laughs) I have he- I've heard that I'm hilarious on Twitter. People tell I, me that I am. She is. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to, that's kind of like a little bit of pressure now that I know that that's a thing, but I'm trying to just, you know, just keep using the baby tambourine. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so t- I'm on Twitter a lot, uh, Instagram. That's about it. I have not TikToked in a long time. Um, and I'm okay with that, but I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to be asked to do it again here pretty soon, but <laughs> I, I have time to pretend that's not going to happen mm. for, for a while. No, you both have websites for people to go check oh, out yeah, yeah, tour yeah. Dates yeah, or websites. keep up with the updates on your album as that's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to keep up to date on Liv's love life, get on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Yes. Twitter is. Uh, Twitter's the hub. I'm dumb in, in love, like, <laughs> yeah, day to day. Documenting. <laughs> yeah. Documenting it day to day. Cool, cool. Is there anything else you all want to add or talk about before we go? I'll, I'll drop a, I'll drop Van's website for her. It's www.vanplating.com. I go on it like once a week because I just, like, oh no, I need I to do. Update it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so cute. Mine is um, livemusicby.com. Yeah. Live music mm-hmm. And that it. has, that has links to all of the social media platforms and streaming platforms. And you can find me wherever you want to find me through the website. It's like the best yeah, place to go. You know, and if you really want to support us and you think we're super awesome, <laughs> find us, follow us everywhere. You listen to music, yes. YouTube, Spotify, go buy it on Bandcamp, come to a show, buy some merch. Like that's, that's like, what independent artists need is all of it not just like one here and there like if you're really into somebody and and what you hear them doing or what they're about even you know for people watching who've never heard either of of our work if you're at all interested it helps us a lot if you just take five minutes and boom 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 click follow in Mm -hmm. all the different places that you spend time on the internet it helps a lot yeah so well it was so nice to get together with you all and I want to do it again later this year when the new album Deal. drops. And, I, and maybe I'll good. come in May too, if I can. Yes. Oh my gosh. You should fun. do it. You should do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see you guys, but I really want to meet Muriel. So she wants to meet you too. <laughs> Y'all, I'm serious about Muriel. You need to go find her on TikTok. She is the coolest cow. Look for No Bull Farm. No bull, B-U-L-L. You will not be disappointed. Thank you so much for hanging out for the Alt Country Show today. 
I really enjoyed catching up with Van and meeting Liv face-to-face, kind of face-to-face for the first time. I definitely want to make it out to her album release show in May if I can. As we mentioned at the end, it's so important to support artists everywhere you can. Follow them on social media, check out their websites, see if they're coming around on tour, and if they're selling merch, if they're selling CDs, whatever it is, buy it. I know you can stream it for free, I get it, but that's not how artists make money, and that is not a sustainable way for them to keep making music. And that is a big thing I'm going to push for on this show. We got to support the artists. So go grab a copy of Young, Dumb, and In Love and get yourself ready for Orange Blossom Child. Fan Plating is leading the charge for Orange Blossom Country, and I am here for it. Again, go to altcountryshow.com to keep up with everything we've got going on. There's links to my social media there. We can connect that way. You can email me. I won't always respond immediately, but I will get to you as soon as possible. And yeah, I hope you'll come back next time. This Friday, I'm going to air my first playlist podcast, I mentioned things are going to be a little different now. The interview podcast will go out wherever you find podcasts and the playlist based podcasts are going to be strictly on Anchor on Spotify. I know we're not all huge Spotify fans right now. They don't pay artists enough. It's a big corporation. It's not ideal, but they do have the best system for legally playing music on a podcast that is available right now. So that's what I'm going to be using for the playlist mix. Again, all of this can be found on the website Country show.com. I'm Emily Smith. I want to say thanks to the housing crisis who you hear playing in the background at the beginning of the show. And right now they've got a new album out called Astral Apartments. It's out on 4Bits Records, which side note, I, I have to be honest, I am an owner of 4Bits Records. We're on a mission to expand the reach of the incredible Gainesville, Florida music scene and just support really good music. So thanks to the housing crisis, go check out their album as well and come join me Friday, anchor on Spotify, look for the Alt Country Show or go to altcountryshow.com. I'll have a link to the new playlist up. <laughs>